0: trading nut episode four
1: you take what you've learned and then you you sort of modify it and adapt it to fit yourself your personality uh, and your psychology so that you can then go forward with that thing and then have success and be prosperous in it um in your own life the market's going to do something your job is not to fight it the market never ever runs away it's always there that personal diary of trading
0: What's up, traders? Welcome to another episode of the Trading Up Podcast. Hope you're enjoying these so far. If you haven't checked out the show notes yet, do jump on there and check them out. They're absolutely fantastic, so they're a step ahead of where I was with the 52 Traders Podcast. We've got nice visuals that you can share on your social media, quotes from the show. We've got video, a full video of the show as well, so you can hear this full interview on YouTube. Subscribe to the YouTube channel if that's the sort of thing you're into. Instead of listening to it on the podcast, if you're onto the into the podcast, which I do recommend, great for like driving, running, walking, doing something else, and you want to have some stuff on in the background. So you want to be educating yourself, entertaining yourself whilst you're doing that stuff, as you may be doing at the moment while you're listening to, to me talk here. Then jump onto iTunes. Subscribe to the podcast there or Android. There's plenty of podcast apps. In actual fact, go to tradingnut.com and the buttons are there. But do it on your mobile phone and you'll see there on the homepage the buttons to subscribe to those various um, podcast apps and get Trading Nut on your phone. So I listen to podcasts all the time and it's a fantastic way to, I suppose, get really good education in your earbuds whilst you're doing other stuff. So it really maximises your time. Whilst you're there, do please leave a review of the show. It really does help. And, And today, who have we got? So today we've got Nick Sean on the show. Now, I don't know if you guys have heard of him or not, but you've probably heard of some of the guys that he's been either... Taught by or knows through his trading journey, so they've been on the show. They are actually on the Fifty Two Traders podcast back in the day, so you're going to hear about that in a second when you listen to the interview. Um, he does drop a lot of value in this interview. We talk about uh, Elliott Wave Three Push, push Theory, um, Market Maker Method, Divergence, um, how he manages to get a high winning ratio or winning rates of. Uh, plus um, and this is mainly around the forex pairs okay so he trades currencies Um, so if you're a currency trader this is going to be a really great episode for you but even if you're not there's still a lot of golden nuggets in here and at the end he gives us a full trading strategy as well that you guys can have a look at on your charts and try out at home so um, right before we get into the show the, this is, we're coming up to the first full month of Trading Nut being live, which means the launch offer of the Trading Nut Gold membership where you get one new robot a month. It's like a monthly robot club. Um, one new robot a month is about to expire. So if you do want to jump on board and get one new trading robot a month, and look, these are coming with uh, optimization results, thousands of them. Uh, settings that you can actually just load up there and then that historically have been profitable and backtests across a number of currency pairs, indices, you name it, they're in there. Um, There's gonna be fully automated, there's gonna be semi-automated robots, so these are things that you can add to your training arsenal. You can actually suggest what you want. Okay, So if you've got a strategy in mind or if you've got a, a tool in mind that you want, then let us know. And what we'll do is we'll create that robot for you. At least let you know if it works or not. If it doesn't work, then we'll let you know. If it does, then it'll get included in the uh, membership And you get to get that robot straight away. You don't have to wait, okay? So if if that sounds good to you, then what you need to do is jump onto tradingnut.com and you'll find information about the gold membership there, the join here button, or there's other buttons on the site that you'll find it. Now, um, so we've got a few days left. Ends at the end of this month. The launch offer is only a dollar to get in. So jump over there, check it out. Uh, If you're listening to this after that, Date, so the date it will be 1st of October, then check it out anyway because who knows what it's going to be. Okay. All right, guys, let's get on with today's show and hear from Nick Sean. All right, folks, so we've got Nick Sean here on the show today. Now, Nick's been uh, recommended by a listener out there. So, Gloria, thanks for flicking through the details and um, allowing me to hunt him down pretty quickly to, to get this interview underway. So, Nick, how's things over there in Fort Worth, Texas?
1: Oh, it's a pretty bright, sunny day today, man. It's really hot though. It's just really humid over here in the states right now, here in Texas. But it's been a pretty good day, man.
0: Yeah, because you guys, you guys aren't being affected by these fires that are over there at the moment.
1: Oh, no, I'm not aware of any, <laughs> of any fires right now. No.
0: No. Okay. I mean, I, I, I've been hearing all we see on the news at the moment is is wildfires in California and um it's you know just and then on Europe as well it's it's all over the place so i don't know what's happening with the planet but um fingers crossed on that one now um so <laughs> we got you on the show here um uh, recommended by um gloria who obviously has been following you and, and thought it was a good idea to get you on i've had a look through your your facebook feed and and some interesting stuff on there um do you want do you want to start off before we sort of get into like your full story but do you want to start off by telling us how you how you found yourself where you are now? Where'd you where'd you start? What's your life story look like? Where do you, what do you currently do? Um, all the way up to the sort of current point in time, what does that look like?
1: Oh man, it's quite a story, but I'll keep it as brief as I can. Uh, long story short, man, I graduated high school. I've typically always had good grades my whole life, straight A student, did really well, and then I went to college. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I was in engineering. I then went into nursing. And then I ended up um, finishing up with criminal justice, and I wanted to be a police officer. I just wanted like that whole service to community type thing, and I knew that whatever I chose to do with my life, I wanted to help people out. And so that's what I wanted to do. I uh, I ended up kind of stepping back from it all and putting it into perspective because I I wanted my lifestyle to reflect a lot of freedom. That was my one thing that I really wanted. And having that kind of lifestyle, being a police officer and working like most jobs in general, you typically don't get a lot of freedom. So I wanted freedom financially, freedom with my time, being able to wake up, do whatever I wanted. So I started looking into a couple different things, entrepreneurial per se. And a couple things I found were network marketing, um, selling stuff online through e-commerce, drop shipping, um, Amazon, eBay. And then I found Forex. Initially, it was stocks, and I was initially getting into penny stocks. I was just trading them through my Robinhood app uh, just to try to learn. Because I thought the idea was cool that you could just look at a chart, make a decision as to where you thought price would go, and then, from that decision, you could make ten bucks, you can make a hundred, you can make a thousand, you can make a million you know, of course, depending on your account size and things like that but I just I thought that was so cool, and I thought that if I could learn to trade and do something like trading, it would create a substantial amount of freedom for me because I could look at charts maybe for like what an hour or two a day, and then I could go about the rest of the day however I wanted to so that's really what stood out the most to me too about trading. So I was introduced to Forex about a little over three years ago, maybe three and a half years ago. Um, And then I kind of met a few people, kind of learned the ropes. It took me about a year to a year and a half to really start making enough money that would replace my income. I was able to quit my job, uh, so not have to rely on a job for income. And I really started kind of finding myself that freedom now. So, you know, flash forward to here, you know, three and a half years later after I found Forex specifically, and man, I'm just loving life. So that's kind of where I'm at now. But yeah, freedom was that main thing, man.
0: And so so just tracking back a little bit, so penny stocks uh, to Forex, I mean, how did that transition happen?
1: So whenever I was learning penny stocks, um, one of my friends on Facebook who was in a a network marketing company that's um, Forex related, he reached out to me. He said, hey, man, I see you trade penny stocks. Have you ever thought about trading Forex? And, you know, oddly enough, I had never heard of Forex before. I I didn't know what it was. I thought it was, like, some sort of sales thing. But he's like, no, it's foreign exchanges, currencies, it's trading. And so I looked into it more and ended up, uh, you know, kind of, like, partnering with him and that company. And I was in that company, that network marketing company, uh, Forex, but they were very marketing related, maybe not so trading oriented as I'd like. And so... What what ended up happening is I left that company after about two months, and then I just started learning to trade. And I spent like a little over a year, like banging my head into the wall, uh, to learn forex. But yeah, that's kind of how the transition switched, man. I found it, I like it because it's more liquid, in my opinion, than penny stocks, um, and it's just a lot more volatile, and you can use leverage accounts So yeah, that's what attracted me to
0: it. And so, so I suppose for the listeners' benefit, so we just had a quick chat before the show, and I didn't realize this uh, when I was booking the interview, but. Um, I think it just adds a little bit of spice to it if anything so Nick is is well knows some other guests of the show quite well uh, and he's referencing Derek Vanderlinder and Avdo who've both been on the show before and the fact that um, that was the network marketing company you worked for so I'm guessing they worked for the sorry I think Derek worked for the same company and Avdo was a student in Derek's first venture is that right?
1: I think so. Yeah, yeah. I believe so.
0: I, yeah, and so you're still in contact with Avdo now, and you're still in contact with Derek. And I saw them on your Facebook. So um, I wondered if there was some sort of connection there, or if it was just a coincidence that they were um, they were friends with you, because uh, you have got quite a few friends more than me uh, on your Facebook profile. <laughs> so it could have could have been anything. Um, so that so that's interesting. So you sort of come through that school of uh, of um, I suppose the same same origins. Now, I mean, on that, what do you think? What do you think, sort of? I mean, you three guys are doing really well from what I can see. And I sort of wonder what, wonder if there was something, I mean, was there something in that educa- initial education or was it something else around just who you are that you think sort of got you to the tipping point and, and beyond?
1: Yeah, I mean, so there's a couple things, man. But uh, uh, here's how I think it works, and I kind of derived this from my own experience, as well as uh, Walter Peters, um, the guy who made, like, Naked Forex and trading with just pure price action. But here's what he says, and here's what I really agree with, is whenever you learn something, this is anything in life, not just with Forex, but you kind of learn something from maybe a few mentors or, um, you know, from education, maybe formal education, maybe self-education. And once you learn something, you take what you've learned and then you, you sort of modify it and adapt it to fit yourself, your personality uh, in your psychology so that you can then go forward with that thing and then have success and be prosperous in it, um, in your own life. But yeah, so as far as, yeah, I, you know, I learned from Derek, I was in Derek's program before and then with Avdo, you know, we've been friends for the past few years and i sort of followed him. He sort of followed me and we keep in contact regularly and I, I've noticed the same things, you know, whenever Derek first started, um, his his trading style is you know, somewhat different now than it was when he initially started and then for Avdo it's it's crazy. Like his trading style now is just almost entirely different from when he first started. But each of us did the same thing, that's what all three of us have in common, is we all took um an initial, you know, amount of education and then sort of modified it to fit us and we adapted that so to, to where it works for us, if that makes sense. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, it makes perfect sense. And I, like I think that's sort of where I ended up as well in terms of my my thinking around what what i how i should approach this and you know for for so many years it was like somebody's got the answer just give it to me because you you know obviously you've you've done it you've you've been successful um you know how much can i pay for for you to give me the answer and you know tell me where where the 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 blockages in the pipe and where i need to tap on it and um without realizing that it was an actual fact you know not you didn't need to well you, you could be given the answer, but it's not really going to work for you in this instance. You need to come up with something that works for your personality, your mindset, your your lifestyle, and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, it makes perfect sense, and is a nice way to put it in terms of uh, the whole sort of learn, adapt, and then you're going to find your own success. And so I think anyone out there who's looking for that silver bullet uh, from a mentor and hoping that they're going to just like co- copy and paste um, whatever they're doing – then I think you just need to rethink that a little bit and go. Let, let me take the education and see how I can adapt to myself. And I had a recent interview, um, yesterday oh, two days ago, where this, it was this exact same thing. So same sort of premise around you know all this knowledge and then taking it and adapting it to something that works for them. Um. So so do you want to give us some insight into your uh, trading now? So we want to get like the real stats around what you're doing. Um. Do you want to start off maybe first of all by giving us your your trading st- style or strategy I mean what how would you sort of uh, pigeonhole it
1: yeah so I mean if I'm just giving a real straightforward direct answer so my trading style typically is a combination um, of three things essentially is what it boils down to which are the first thing being technical analysis on higher time frames for me, I like h four and daily charts. Um, and then I also like Elliott waves or like the three push theory or like the market maker method, how it's like three levels, the three little pulses before price makes a reversal. So um, what, whatever you call it, whether you call it market maker theory or Elliott waves or the three pulses or whatever, I, could, I use that in my analysis. And then also divergence to spot the reversals. So that's my trading style. Just combine those three things. Uh, my strategy just falls in line with that. I take trades throughout that cycle. Uh, time frames is just the H4 and daily. My average trade duration, I'd say, takes anywhere bef- between maybe a couple of days to sometimes a week or two, sometimes three weeks. I've been in a gold trade for the past three weeks that I'm currently in right now, so it all depends with those higher time frames. Um, as far as my, my win rate, I, I don't know, man. It's anywhere between seven to eight out of ten trades, I'd say I win. And if I lose, it's usually, you know, roughly can be recouped within a trade or two. Because uh, you got to have those good risk to reward ratios when you're trading, especially if you're trading higher time frames because you can get into drawdown, you know, 50 to 100 pips sometimes. So you want to have that good risk to reward ratio. Um, as far as like account growth, maybe if we're doing like our yearly and monthly, monthly return, and I go for anywhere between 10 to 50% monthly, and that is a very wide range. But um, whenever you're trading, like, nothing is guaranteed. The only thing that's guaranteed in trading, they say, is that you're going to take losses, and, like, I fully agree with that. So performance can't be guaranteed, but I go for anywhere between 10 and 50%. If I can grow my account just 10% the entire month and do that consistently for a year before compounding, that's 120% growth. That is phenomenal. That is 100% phenomenal. So yearly growth be anywhere from 100% to maybe 500%. Um, Let's see if I can think of anything else. Um, the pairs, the currency pairs that I trade, I just trade all the forex pairs. I trade most of them, but my favorite ones are um, five volatile pairs. Three of them are JPY pairs, and then Euro USD and GBP USD. My my maximum, my average number of active trades. I don't really have an average number with that. If I see a good setup, you know, I'll take a trade. I can be in two trades at any given time, or I can be in twenty um if i'm if if i'm getting into drawdowns it's typically not anything that's big percentage wise on the account but sometimes you know you can have on a higher time frame a 100 pip drawdown but as long as you're controlling risk it'll be typically be a very small percent of your account so yeah that's how i'd sort of uh, give a little bit of insight into my trading
0: and so so what i mean i suppose what would be a typical win win if you're sort of you know you might go into 100 percent 100 pips drawdown what would be an average win from a pip point of view
1: from a pip point of view, anywhere from 100 to 300 pips, maybe 100 to 250. But it all depends. There's very volatile pairs that can move, you know, 400 pips in a day, like like ZAR and like the TRY, the Turkish lira. And there's also pairs that are like USDCHF, which can take like weeks to move a couple hundred pips. So, yeah, it all depends, man.
0: And so you said you, it's you know, a basket of those currency pairs. What about... You mentioned gold. I mean, do you trade any other commodities or indices?
1: Typically, no. And and, you know, I've never even traded silver before as well. I don't know. I've typically just traded gold in the forex pairs.
0: Um, Okay, cool. And that's look. That's uh, probably one of the best um, insights into into trading that we've had on the show recently. So, thanks for giving us all those stats. Uh, Now, what does your typical day look like? Given that that's the way that you're you're trading.
1: Yeah, so um, a typical day involves me rolling out of bed whenever I feel like it, (laughs) and that's anywhere from 7, 8, 9 a.m. I try to get a head start on the day early, but I never set any alarms or anything. I just wake up when I'm done sleeping. And then um, I usually go downstairs to the first floor of my building. I, I live in the city, so there's plenty of businesses around. There's like bunch of high rises here in downtown fort worth and so on the first floor of my building i'm on the fourth on the first floor there's a very nice coffee shop so i go in there every single morning i probably spend hundreds of dollars there every month just on coffee alone and sometimes i'll go in there two or three times a day but i get coffee and then i go on a little quick walk around downtown or maybe to like one of the various parks they have in the city and i just get my mind right i make sure i'm peaceful i make sure nothing's bothering me and after i finish my coffee i'll typically come back into my Room up here on the fourth floor, and I'll get on the charts for a bit. Spend maybe an hour or two on charts, getting with clients, and then after that, um, I'll kind of just space out and do whatever I want the rest of the day. I like to spend a lot of time with family.
0: <laughs> and so, so when do you, so when you're doing the chart time, that's when you're either placing what pending orders, or do you do you place trades within that time period? How does that work?
1: So typically, you know, oftentimes, man, a, a trading decision for me typically takes less than a minute. And the reason I say that is after I've marked up significant levels on my chart um, you know, and identified maybe certain patterns I like, such as you know Elliott waves and marked up some levels, as long as I've done that, on the H4 charts and on the daily charts, the charts don't really change that much. So my trading typically just involves me looking at the charts that I already have set up. I use TradingView, that platform, um, for me because they store your charts and it's real detailed and very easy to see. And I just typically click through all the currency pairs and all the charts are marked up and I just see where price has gone. Um, And then I manage my open trades based on price action. You know, if I think a target's still very reasonably going to be hit, you know, stay in the trade. Um, If I see price come to a certain level that I was looking um, for price to come to, if I'm looking for things like rejection at that level, I'll kind of do my analysis then. But um, typically, man, I'll spend less than a minute on each currency pair. And then sometimes I'll set pending orders if I see that it's fit. I mean sometimes I'll kind of wait and I'll just sit it out to see what price is going to do when it gets to a certain level and then I'll just yeah, I'll modify trades, I'll place trades if I need to but um yeah it's it's typically just going kind of like following up with all the trades and all the currency pairs that that's what I mainly do during that time period
0: and and so how did you find yourself moving from the lower time frames to the higher time frames? I'm assuming that that's the the route you took. Uh, I had a quick look at your Facebook page and i'm not too sure if it was your posting of posting of your own accounts or, or clients accounts on there and i saw a couple of one minute charts and stuff i mean do you want to walk me through um what's the question here i'm trying to ask <laughs> the question is uh yeah did you start off in lower time frames and move to higher time frames yes
1: yeah, so that's 100 percent correct so when i initially learned uh trading you know which i actually I learned a lot of my initial stuff from uh you know, a few basic things I found on YouTube and stuff like that. Um, And I was in Derek's course too, and so we learned a lot about divergence there. And so typically what I'd be doing is on the one or five-minute chart, I would wait for divergence and take a trade. And and I I found myself um, having to sit at charts for a long time in order to be able to take enough trades. And oftentimes, sometimes I wouldn't even see any good trades throughout a trading day. And so the one-minute and five-minute scalping, that worked very well for me for a long time, for like for a little over a year, in fact. And that worked really well for me because I was able to just wait and be patient for setups, and if I didn't see any setups that I liked, then I wouldn't take any trades. And so that prevented me from incurring like unreasonable losses. But the reason I got away from it, and I think the reason a lot of people get away from lower time frame scalping is because... Number one, the risk-to-reward ratios are often very, very, very difficult to control just because there's so much manipulation on the lower time frames, especially for volatile volatile pairs like JPY pairs for from my experience. GBP JPY is one of the most volatile pairs and there's plenty of others too, but for some the minute one, minute five, those volatile pairs can like get you thrown out on even like a really good trade if you're trying to use just a set one to one risk reward or even worse, like like a like a one to two risk reward. That's really hard to get on the minute one, minute five. I mean, you have to, like, snipe your entries. And then also you have to worry about managing your trade if it goes into drawdown. So that was my first reason for getting away is just uh, it's the risk-to-reward ratios. Um, and the second thing is because I, I like the idea behind swing trading and higher time frames because while on the minute one, the charts are very literally changing every minute, like minute to minute, the charts are are something else. The candles are getting repainted, prices going up and down. And stuff like that. So you're, you're forced to make decisions on a short time period. And for me, even though that worked very well for a long time, because I'd sort of um, acclimated myself to the stress levels that come from lower time frame trading, um, and, and it worked really well, but I found myself more peaceful looking at a chart on a higher time frame, getting the big picture, and then waiting for what I know will work out most of the time, whether that's 60, 70, 80% of the time, whatever it is. If I know that if I wait for a pattern that I know works to happen, then I can take that trade, I can control the risk with that trade, manage it if it goes into drawdown, cut it with a small loss or whatever, and then um, if it goes into profit, you know, then it's a substantial profit. I mean, one, two, three times the amount of profit than, than if you were to lose the trade. So for instance, one trade can make up for two bad trades one good trade can make up for even three bad trades sometimes so those were the two reasons the one just a risk and reward and number two was for me it's just more peaceful trading on the higher time frames and it's less work you don't spend as much time looking at the charts after you've marked them up for the first time you just kind of follow up does that make sense
0: yeah it makes perfect sense um so what i'm just going to change the subject here completely i mean what's your view on cryptocurrency trading i mean you obviously don't trade them but have you thought about it have you got clients that do uh what's your take on it
1: I've got man, I I used to trade quote unquote trade. I've never traded cryptocurrency on margin. Um, I've tested it on a demo account before, but to to me, I don't know. It's just so volatile. What I used to do is just buy and hold cryptocurrency on Coinbase, and then I made some money and then I lost some money. I think I came out on top like ten, eleven thousand dollars last year. Um, and I got out literally right before Bitcoin crashed, like right after Bitcoin went to 19K. I woke up one morning, I was at my parents' house, I saw that. I sold all my Bitcoin and it was crashing within the next few days. So that was sort of a luck type thing. But no, I don't typically trade it. Um, I, I don't know of any of my clients that trade crypto, especially on margin, but I do have plenty of people you know, that I've taught to trade that hold crypto uh, within, their, within their e-wallets per se. So yeah, that's my view on crypto.
0: In the beginning, what do you think made you different from everyone else out there? I mean, what traits did you have, and what actions did you take that maybe other people out there aren 't taking
1: So I think it was came down to one thing, and that one thing revolved around what my goal was, and my goal was to get freedom, freedom financially freedom with my time and so I think the one thing that made me that separated me was i didn 't have a plan b my pl- my plan a was to try uh, or no, I'm sorry, my plan B was to try plan A again if it didn't work out. And so I pretty much told myself, I'm gonna make this work out and I'm gonna just take as long as it takes. If it takes one year, cool. If it takes ten years, cool because I knew that if I did make it work out and I knew other, you know, professional traders and a lot of my friends who were already successful trading forex I you know, I knew they had made it work out. So I thought, you know, chances are like, you know, they're no smarter than me. If they can do it, chances are I can't too. So I just really stuck with it. So it was just that persistence, man, because my goals were really that strong enough. So yeah i really 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 just wanted freedom man so that's what sets me apart i think
0: and and where did you where did you go for your education i mean you obviously you talked about um the same stuff that derek derek did and avdo did i mean what else did you do i mean how did you educate yourself to get to the point where you are now because obviously you know you can sit there and look at the charts the whole time was that what it was or or did you actually seek out other information
1: Yeah, I mean, various websites, man. Um, A lot of it from YouTube. There's a lot of good content on YouTube. Um, But, you know, either way, man, there's a bunch of strategies that work or quote-unquote strategies. Of course, I don't think there's any holy grail because the markets are ever-changing and everyone's psychology is different. And even if you take one system that may work for one person, it will not always work for someone else because people's minds are different, people's psychology is different, people's perceptions are different. And so for me... um, you know, I, I don't know, I just sort of stuck with it myself and kind of um kind of like from personal experience I'd say that's where I learned the most. I learned the most about myself through personal experience, through taking losses, through seeing patterns over and over again. And that combined with a few external sources like learning from YouTube, learning a little bit from Derek, a little bit from Avdo, you know, stuff like that'll help me along the way as well.
0: And are you one of these guys that uh, journals your trades? Um, I do, but
1: probably not in a typical way. <laughs> Whenever I take trades, especially their swing trades, I typically just put them in the notes section of my phone, and I'll write. it's just a very brief thing, um, you know. And I just started journaling because I found that a lot of other people who are profitable traders journal and they write down the reasons why they take trades. And so for me, it's a very quick, you know, very brief, informal thing. I'll type in the trade that I took in the notes section of my phone. I'll put why I took it. And then I'll put whether or not it worked out or not, whether it hit stop loss, whether I closed early, and then I'll put my reason why. And I think that's very important because that lets you learn more about yourself so that you can apply those to future
0: situations and future trades. Cool. And so, so if you're a retail trader working a day job, as you probably were at some point, what steps would you take to start earning income trading?
1: Uh, first thing I would definitely invest in the proper education um, you will pay for your education one way or the other, whether you pay for a course, whether you pay for a website you know or like a, you know or someone to teach you in person, or whether you just fund your money into the market and uh, and you trade your money, you will pay for your trading and losses as well and even if you don 't even if you just do a demo account man you 're going to be spending quite a while. Um, just that investment of time alone, oh, my God, like you're going to be spending hours and hours, maybe a year or two, you know, before you're able to become break even or anything like that. So I think it's just best to, you know, find a good source to learn from, um, invest in the proper education, just invest in the time, go through the motions. And even if you have just an hour a day, even people who work overtime, like I think if if you're in a position where you want to learn something like trading or, you know, anything outside Um, of your current income to expand your income, you got to be able to invest time. And if you can invest at least one to two hours a day to learn, I would say do that. And so the the steps I would go is invest in the proper education and then slowly build up the proper um, education so that you know how to trade. Test that on a demo account for two to six months, I'd say, and then after that, as long as you've been profitable consistently week to week, you're going to have down weeks here and there, but as long as you've been consistently profitable for, I'd say, two to six months, then I would say, fund a reasonably sized live account, and then practice the same exact trades that she did on the demo account with the same exact lot sizes, same exact account size, all of that stuff to keep everything realistic. And I think those are sort of the steps I take to get there if I was a retail trader working a
0: day job. So what about fundamental analysis? I mean, do you do any of that? Do you take the news into consideration?
1: Uh, typically not, man. No, I mean, on the higher time frames, especially now, uh, sometimes the fundamental analysis like the news will just, it's sort of an excuse to make the markets do what they're supposed to do anyway. So if technical analysis points you know, to three different things, saying that we think that the U.S. dollar versus the Japanese yen will drop, typically from my experience, it doesn't always happen, but typically um, the fundamental news event that ends up spiking the market will typically spike it downwards and make that drop happen. So that's how I sort of look at fundamentals.
0: And what about technicals and a price chart? I mean, you've talked about some of the things you you use in your trading. I mean, what, what three things would you recommend somebody go off and educate themselves on?
1: Um, definitely learn how to draw levels. Um, I would definitely learn how to draw levels on your chart, uh, which is typically just like support and resistance, but anywhere where you see a lot of price reaction because those levels are, are very, very important. Um, you know, and when, once price gets there, you see how it reacts to levels. So I'd say learn how to draw levels. Number two, I, I would study any type of variation of the Elliott Wave Theory or the market maker method, which is essentially the same thing, just like the market will be in a range or consolidated. It will break out of that area, typically in three pushes before it gets exhausted and then price ends up making a reversal. So I would learn some form of the Elliott Wave Theory or the market maker method or just the three pushes. I will learn some variation of that. And the third thing I'd say is price action you have to be able to decipher price action as a trader because even if you have a perfect pattern um, and the chart paints the perfect candlestick pattern that you think will end up making a reversal or a good trade, um, if you're not taking everything into context and you're not looking at the price action, um, if price action is suggesting otherwise then you'll, you'll typically find yourself staying out of trades based on price action being bullish, if you think that the technical pattern you saw indicates a bearish reversal, you'll find yourself staying out of those trades and that prevents you from getting caught in drawdowns and losing trades as well. So I'd say those three things.
0: Brilliant. All right, let's head into the quickfire round. So it's, got, it's about nine questions I'm going to go through. Um, some of them you can spend a little bit longer on because they do take a little bit more time to to answer. But the first one should be pretty short and sweet. How long did that take you to go from trading newbie to consistently profitable
1: Yeah, so roughly a year, maybe a little over a year to be about break even, where I started making a little bit of money, losing a little bit of money, so break even. And then a year and a half, I think maybe a little bit before a year and a half, I was solidly making enough that it was like as much as my full-time job. And after I'd done that for two months, I quit my job, and I just relied on trading. So I'd say a year and a half from the moment I started Forex to the moment I was actually making enough to pay my expenses month to month, and it replaced my job.
0: What's your mental approach to trading, and do you have any special techniques you can share with us?
1: Yes, yeah, so my mental approach to trading is number one, always, 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 is just staying peaceful. As long as you're peaceful and you're relaxed when you're trading, trading will not seem stressful. And it can be a very stressful thing if you don't know how to control your, um, your emotions. And so special techniques... You do some form of meditation, even if it's just like me, like if you're just going and taking a walk in the morning, if you have some sort of a routine where you get up and you get a cup of coffee or you get up and you walk your dog or something like that, just have sort of a routine and something that always sets your mind in the right spot before you come to look at the charts. So anything that makes you peaceful and relaxed before looking at charts, that's what I'd suggest.
0: What's your favorite entry setup?
1: Yeah, man, my favorite entry setup, I'll just, I'll lay it all out right here. So I wait for the market to break out of a range in five Elliott waves or just to break out of a range in three little pulses. It'll break out in one pulse, then chop, and then a second pulse, and then chop, and then a third pulse. And then at that third pulse, I wait for a divergence to happen. And this is typically in the H1, H4, even daily in some cases. And my favorite entry setup is right there on that final, quick, crazy, fast, divergent pulse. At, at the end of that third level because typically that's a stop hunt and if it's very fast and swift, I love entering right there and then if price quickly comes right back down into that range and starts going the other way, um, then then I know I pinpointed the exact reversal. So I love um, entering right on those fast quick divergences because typically those are stop hunts where a lot of retail traders get stopped out at so that, that's my favorite entry setup.
0: What strategies do you use to exit or manage active trades?
1: Yes, yeah, so I, um, I think this is a little bit different for everyone. For me, I, since I watch so much price action and since I'd say I understand price action pretty well, what I do is let's say I have entered a trade and, um, and I think for some reason, you know, whatever, gold is going to spike upwards. And I think gold is going to start going up. So once price gets to that level, if price gets there and I see a really strong reaction, like a really strong spike at that level that I think it's going to reverse at, I wait, and I wait for gold to begin going into an uptrend, and then I wait for it to pull back and crash like crazy to maybe 61.8% of the previous impulse, or maybe even all the way back to the initial low that it set right there at that area before it reacted very strongly, and I enter right there, and what I'll do is I allow myself a maximum of three entries per trade, and what I'll do is for my first entry, I always, always, always use just a third, one-third of my normal position size. And typically that's um, that's like .03 for every $1,000. So for instance, like one account I'm trading right now, a personal account, it's $22,000 right now in equity. And so for that, I'm just using a .6 lot size for each initial entry. And so that is how I sort of manage my entries. And then if I get drawdown, as long as it's fast drawdown, if it's fast spiky drawdown, maybe divergent on lower timeframes, then I'll reenter my full position at better prices. And typically right there, if I'm right, I know price should typically go right into profit. If it slowly starts consolidating against my entry, like very, very, very slowly and starts slowly moving away, that tells me that there's not many buyers at that level and then I must have been wrong about my, about my um, analysis or something like that, you know, or whatever. Sometimes stuff just doesn't work out. So I will typically cut trades if they slowly consolidate away from my entry, and I can get those at small losses typically instead of waiting for a stop loss to hit like 100 pips away. You know, if you can get out with a 30-pip loss based on price action because you anticipate, you know, a further, you know, spike downwards, then you can get out with those smaller losses just because you know what price action patterns are. So that's how I manage trades.
0: What's your recommended trading book?
1: So I don't really have one. I've never read a trading book before, but if I had to recommend one, it would be um, Naked Forex by Walter Peters. Because, uh, yeah, I I watched a couple of his YouTube videos and I've listened to a few podcasts with him. And, yeah, I just think it would be a pretty good book to read. So, yeah, Naked Forex.
0: (laughs) If there was one thing you'd recommend any retail trader spend the next month mastering, what would it be, why, and how could they go about mastering it?
1: Man, that's that's tough because there's just so much when it comes to forex. But um, I I say I would say don't focus too much on a specific strategy and don't focus too much specifically on on buying or selling or the question of what should I do whenever you're looking at a chart. But I would say if you just like let's say even if you've been trading for a year or two and, and you're not you're not profitable yet and you're still struggling maybe you're a break-even trader, I would say spend a month not placing any entries. Um, there's, just three, there's three forms of trading that you can be in. The first one is you can be in a trade, and the other one you can be not in a trade. And then the other one is that you can just simply be not even like looking at the charts or anything like that. And I think that the best way to be is flat. I think that if you're flat and you're just not trading and you're not you're not in any trades and you just watch price, you're not biased, so you look at price for what it is. So I'd say if you're going to spend a month... Don't worry about placing any trades. Mark up levels on your chart, you know, follow your trading strategy or whatever it is. But whenever you see price make a pattern that you would normally trade, you know, don't trade it. Just watch it and see what happens and then spend a month doing that. So that way you get familiar with the patterns and you'll also begin to see things that you didn't see before because you're now no longer biased in your thought process. So if you were seeing a setup that indicated that you should click sell, um, before every time in, before in the past, you would click sell. Um, you would be um, you'd be predisposed to thinking that everything you see is a bearish confirmation because you're only looking through those lenses of, of bearish you just want it to go down you want price to drop you want to make money you want to hit your profit target but if you don't do that and you're not in a trade you end up seeing different things like oh well, I saw some bullish wicks here or price looks like it's respecting this level and it looks like it may spike up to the upside and then you can use that in the coming months after that month that you spent learning that um, to sort of refine your trading in a way that can be profitable and beneficial to you So yeah, I'd say that I'd say don't place any trades for a month watch price action follow your system so that way it sort of expands your mindset expands your knowledge of price action and what it's doing
0: fantastic advice because i think the other thing it's that, that you didn't mention that it would do is build that patience muscle as well so being able to sit there and not take a trade which i think a lot of people you know who over or revenge trade this is something that that they suffer from what's your preferred broker and trading platform
1: I have a couple different brokers, and for some clients that I trade, they're personal friends that I trade for, but I trade for four people, and they all use their own brokers, and I just trade from their account. My, My brokers that I like, man, I like Trader's Way. I like FX Choice. And I'm still trying to figure out whether or not I really like LQDFX, but I'd say, man, if you're in the United States or if you're in an area that you can use Trader's Way, for me, Trader's Way has always been really cool. I've had them, I think, so yeah, I had a Trader's Way account when I started trading, and I sort of shopped around with different brokers, but Trader's Way is really good. Um, I recommend them. I fund with Bitcoin, and then I can withdraw with Bitcoin. It's really easy for me. I've never really had a problem with them. And my trading platform is MetaTrader4 is what I execute trades on. And I execute all my trades from my phone, just the... Of mobile MetaTrader 4 app you can also do this on the PC version as well and I use trading view to mark up charts so trading view to markup charts do all my analysis and I will execute trades on my phone
0: it's quite funny my um, my own mentor who's based in the States as well, uses those exact three same brokers that you listed off. Um, So they're, they're obviously good brokers for guys that are doing well and they're not, they're not scammy brokers, which is, which is great to sort of, uh, I suppose here now um, what's the worst trade you've ever had?
1: Yeah. So uh, this, this was actually a few months ago and this was just a big stupid. It was a, yeah. So, yeah. So here's honestly what happened. I was hanging out at my place with a few friends, and I was waiting for a setup to happen. It was on USDJPY, And I entered a buy, and I did five lots, which my maximum position size for that trade should have only been two, and it should have been scaled in on entries. But So I put five lots in on a buy. I, I was I was also having a few drinks, so I guess I was a little bit, you know, like, I was just having fun. I wasn't really paying much attention. But I saw a price come to there, and I had a student in my group chat call it out and say, hey, Nick, you know, um, you know, UJ just formed our setup. USCJPY formed our setup. You know, look at it. And so I took a look. I was like, yep, yeah, that looks like it. So I entered a buy, but here's the thing. I didn't put a take profit or a stop loss. And so I ended up going to sleep, and I woke up the next morning and found my account in drawdown of 3600 And so I watched it for a few minutes, tried to decide what I was going to do, decided i still should not be in the trade i should have never been in this trade for that long it should have been cut a long time back and i should have never used that lot size but i already knew this so i didn't learn any new lessons it was just a stupid mistake so i ended up cutting that trade with just about thirty four hundred dollars um of loss <laughs> that was that's that's the biggest loss i've had
0: so yeah. far <laughs> it's, it's, uh, i'd say that's lucky uh, <laughs> with your five-lot trade know, um if you could oh, leave God. our listeners with one piece of advice what would it be
1: if I could leave you with one with one piece of advice, all you guys, whether you're learning Forex uh, you know, for the first time now or you're just getting into it or whether you've been trading for years, I'd say make sure that no matter what, when you're trading, make sure you're always in the same mindset. And that mindset should be something um, evolved around being peaceful and relaxed. So as long as you're in that mindset, I think you can make plenty of trading systems work. Um, but just make sure that whenever you're using your trading system, whenever you look at charts, you're peaceful and your emotions are not influencing any of your decisions.
0: Brilliant. Uh, last question of the show: We'd like you to give us the bones of a full trading strategy. So the entry setup, stop loss, take profit targets, market time frame—something our listeners can try at home. What have you got for us there, Nick?
1: Yeah, man. So let's, just, let's get right into it. So the bones of a full trading strategy. Here's so what I want you guys to do is if you guys go home and you're looking at charts or whatever open up a JPY pair just because they're really volatile go to like a minute 15 chart and you can see this pattern across all time frames but here's what you're going to do essentially you're going to wait for the market to be in a consolidation okay so after the market is in that consolidation wait for the market to break out of that consolidation for example let's say that the market breaks out of the consolidation and goes upwards so wait for it to break out make its breakout and come upwards and then wait for it to come back and test the top of that range or that consolidation. And after it tests it, wait for it to spike up even more a second time. So essentially we've had a consolidation, a breakout and a retest, and then the market pushes up more. So the market will push out of that consolidation one time, wait for it to chop up, wait for the market to push up a second time, and then after that, wait for the market to push up a third time before you start seeing wicks. And if you see bearish wicks after that third uh, after that third little, that third little push, or if you start to see divergence, or bearish wicks, or price getting choppy and quickly rejecting that level, as long as it's at a significant level, typically after the market breaks out um, in a pattern like that with three little pulses upwards, you typically should see some type of reversal. So for that, you can you can enter a sell right there, as long as you start seeing that bullet or that bearish confirmation, and when the market comes down, take it to the profit target of about fifty percent. Of the previous up move, so if you just put a Fibonacci, put the Fibonacci from the lowest point of that consolidation all the way to the tip-top area where the market started reversing at, and just hold about halfway down of the previous upwards trend, and then um, yeah, just the stop will go at like roughly a one-to-one. Um, but typically, you know, if you've if you've nailed it and you've done your analysis right, this consolidation breakout and three pulses. And then divergence at the top of that and wicks and stuff, typically you shouldn't see any drawdown at all. I mean, maybe like a spike against you real quick, but it shouldn't be enough to stop you out. If you're going for a target of, you know, 50 pips per se on the minute 15 on a JPY pair, um, you know, set your stop loss at 50 pips. You know, like give us some room to breathe. And those work out so well. And I teach this for free on my website as well. So that's, uh, that's sort of the bones of a full trading strategy.
0: Brilliant. That's absolutely superb. We haven't heard that one before and I did see an image that looked very similar to that on your Facebook page. So guys, if you want to check that out, actually, what is the best way for for our guys to get hold of you?
1: Um, you guys can contact me any way at all I have a contact form on my website it just goes to my email but you know you guys can message me on Instagram message me on Facebook Messenger works very very well my name's pretty simple on there it's Nick Sean first name Nick N-I-C-K last name Sean S-H-A-W-N but uh, you know you guys already have my name from this, from this interview but yeah just add me on Facebook you know, I'm a real people person I like talking to people I love meeting new people and you know if you guys have any questions or you just want to get a hold of me yeah just shoot me a message on Facebook that works great
0: A big thank you to Nick for sharing with us today. Everything we discussed here, along with all the links, are in the show notes to find them. Simply search for Nick in the search box on 52traders.com. Until next time, I wish all my listeners trading happiness and success. 52 Traders? Okay, if you're thinking, what's 52 Traders? Basically, this was my old podcast. This episode was actually recorded... Uh, at the very, very end before I knew about Trading Nut and what Trading Nut was going to be called. So that's why I said check it out on 52traders.com. In actual fact, it's all about Trading Nut now. So guys, check it out on tradingnut.com for the show notes. There's quotes. There's videos. There's uh, Jump over there, check it out right now. And whilst you're there, think about the gold membership. It's really good value, and you're going to get massive amount of usage out of what is being produced in these trading robots every single month. All right, folks. So I'll see you over there at tradingnut.com.